Oh, I love the chorus of that song. Tell me who I am. I mean, don't all of us want to uniquely know what makes us tick? And more than that, you have kids. You want to uniquely know what makes your kids tick. What makes them unique? And, and often it feels like society tries to stuff us all or stuff all of our children into like the same mold. And we want our kids to excel. We want to excel. But today we're going to have a very unique opportunity to discover some unique ways you may have been created. And whether you're necessarily convinced about Jesus, God, or the Bible or not, you might say, oh, I don't know, it's kind of a book about intolerance, I think. You're going to find the Bible has incredible insights and what it means that God has made us wonderfully and fearfully made. And there will be some ways that you're going to discover today with our guest speaker that you have been created to learn in certain ways, to excel in certain ways, and your kids and grandkids have as well. So do that. I got a chance to see Kathy um, Cook about six or nine months ago on video. Somebody recommended her book on the eight great smarts. And I listened to it and I went, oh my goodness, me? Oh, that one's me? Oh, that's my son? Oh, that's my, oh, if only I'd known that five years ago. So, so helpful in understanding myself and my kids. So can we give a warm horizon welcome to a professor and now a head of great kids and a author of Great Smarts, Kathy Cook. Thanks so much, Kathy. Great. Hey, Thank thanks you for being so here. much. Thank you. Woo. What an honor to be here. You clap by faith and I receive that. Uh, Thank you so much. We are all created to be smart in eight different ways. Are you already encouraged to know that? Because how many of you were with somebody stupid this morning? No, no, no. You can, I love to tell children you can be stupid, but you were not created to be stupid. Um, all of us have a desire to be smart. Smart is a power word. How many of you remember being a kid wanting to be smart and wondering, you know, are, am I smart too, or is only my brother the smart one? Or, you know, the teacher looks at that kid and, and is appearing to be uh, approving of that child's brain. Do, do I have a brain too? Do any of you ever wonder that? Did you ever watch The Wizard of Oz and wonder, like, which was the one without the brain? The scarecrow, did anybody ever wonder if that was you? No, you all have an amazing brain. It's the size of a small grapefruit. By the way, it's small enough that, or squishy enough that you can cut it with a dull knife because 78% of your brain is water. That's like a bonus detail. It wasn't even in my notes. Um, but that's why water is the intellectual energy drink that we're supposed to uh, want to use. And uh, so this brain is just amazing. It's a muscle like the rest of your body. It can be paralyzed or it can be um, awakened. And um, all of us have eight different intelligences. Word, logic, picture, music, body, nature, people, and self. And it would be my delight this morning to help you understand that the wrong question is the question, am I smart? Because the answer is yes. I don't believe for an instant that God creates stupid people. And I say that standing on the foundation of the Word of God, where we are taught that we are, as your pastor said, fearfully and wonderfully made, set apart and unique. Um, In the New Testament, there's a book called Ephesians that Paul wrote, and chapter 2, verse 10, declares that we were created in advance to do good work. And uh, some of us are still discovering that. When I was a kid, I was a chatty Cathy. I got in trouble sometimes for talking. Now people pay me to talk. It's amazing. How many of you have a chatty Kathy at home and you're thinking, maybe someday she'll make me some money? Um, you know, and, and it happens if you raise up your children, your grandchildren, your well, and if you treat yourself with respect. But when I was a kid, I didn't know that 
the chatty Cathiness of me, if you will, was necessarily a good gift. And the more that I chose to dig in and discover uh, God and I chose to believe him and his word, then it was, it changed everything for me. So the question that's kind of wrong is the question, am I smart? And another question that's kind of a wrong question, if you will, is the question, well, how smart am I? Because that allows me to have bully playground language vocabulary. How many of you remember it? I'm smarter than you are. How many of you were the ones saying it? No, of course no one raised their hand. And how many were the ones who felt it being said to them? Anybody in the room remember the pain of that? Well, the wrong question is, am I smart? The wrong question is, um, how smart am I? The right question to ask about yourself and about the people you love at work and at home is the question, well, how am I smart? How was I created uniquely for such a time as this to be smart? Now, all of us have all eight. They all need to be awakened. I believe that you were created in your mother's womb with the capacity to develop all eight ways of handling the world. And the earlier they're awakened, the greater the likelihood there is strength for a lifetime. How many of you are similar to your parents? Would you be willing to raise your hand? Can we just put, you know, you might not do that in church a lot, but how many of you are similar to your parents? Let me see. Yeah, that's partly because you were raised by these people and they treated you a certain way and um, entertained you in certain ways and that awakened your intelligences earlier. How many of you have children, at, at school-aged children still at home with you? Can I see your hands? How many of you have grandchildren that you interact with on a regular basis? Fabulous. If kids are five and under, your major responsibility, in my opinion, is to awaken their brain. So I want you to be thinking about, you know, when you go on a field trip with your grandkids, when you buy a new toy for your children. How many of you are teachers? Get paid for it? I'm a fan. Thank you for serving. How many of you are teachers and don't get paid for it? That's the rest of you. That was a trick question. Hello. Do you like me? I don't care. Um... I don't intend to make you feel stupid, though. By the way, do you like my shoes? Let me, let me just say, if you're distracted, I have a bad left foot, and this is what I'm allowed to wear, and so just get over it. And um, that's why the stool is here. Thanks for laughing. I'm checking you out. How many of you are checking me out? It seems only fair that I would do to you what you're clearly doing to me. You're still trying to figure me out. Um, and it's okay. I'm not worried. Um, I've already been paid. It's absolutely hysterical. The check arrived in the mail last week. I'm not here for the money, but it's like already in my bank account. It's like a beautiful thing. <laughs> that means your church, somebody in your church office trusted me. It's a really cool thing. Um, we all have a need for security. That's a whole other speech. You're still trying to figure me out? Stop it. <laughs> Just see if you can learn something. Wouldn't that be precious if you learned something? Like in church? Cool. I'm so proud of you for being here. I don't know where you stand in your spiritual journey, but I'm proud of you for being here. You're like you got up on a Sunday morning. It's just so cool. Changed around and everything. Well, so if the kids are little, your job is to awaken their brain. When they're older, your ministry toward people, whether you work with them or live with them, love them or don't even know them, but you're interacting with them even in the grocery store, you can facilitate the growth of their brain. So let me talk to you about that. So there's eight different smarts. I'm going to give them to you in a particular order that I'll explain in just a few minutes. Let's talk about word smart. All of you have the capacity to be word smart. And those of us who are word smart, we talk easily. We listen, we read, and we write. So we talk, listen, read, and write. We are the chatty Kathy's of the world. How many of you are so word smart that you're talking in your head right now? 
Like no one knows you're talking, but you're talking. You're telling yourself a story about your childhood when somebody told you to be quiet or somebody bought you a really cool book and I think you're listening to me and you're making eye contact with me and you're smiling and so I call on you and you're like, what? And I'm like, weren't you listening? And you're like, I was listening to somebody. I thought it was you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But there's that constant internal chatter. Those of us who are word smart, we don't need an audience. We just love the sound of our own voice. We walk into the grocery store and we say, buy the green beans. And people around us like, I don't need any green beans. No, that was for me. I just was telling myself to do what I know I'm supposed to do. Those of us who are word smart, we think with words. We read, we write, we speak, we listen. We enjoy vocabulary. We actually don't mind spelling, usually, if we're word smart. Doesn't mean it's easy. We just usually don't mind it. There's all different levels of being smart. If you know more than one language, you're like ceiling smart, like you're way up there. By the way, your chapel is beautiful. It's a beautiful building. How many of you know more than one language? So if you think in terms of your brain is the size of a small grapefruit, or if you want to think about a fudge cake, you go right ahead, or the great bagel you just had. How many brain cells do you have for word? How many do you have for logic? How many do you have for picture? You have what your creator chose for you to have. And the more that they're awakened, the greater that they're developed. So word smart, we think with words. We read, write, speak, and listen. The only reason that I mention it first is that it's probably the school smart. Because what do your children and grandchildren do all day in school? Read, write, speak, and listen. Some of you probably didn't feel terribly smart in school. But you are smart. You're just smart in a different way. How many of you, by the way, if you don't mind continuing to raise your hand, how many of you remember people, or know people, it might even be you, how many of you know people who aced school, school was their safe place, but life has been hard? How many of you know people like that? That was a quick nod from some of you. So school was easy, life is hard. How many of you know the opposite, where school was really hard, but life has been easy? Could I see your hands? See, that's evidence that all eight of these matter. And when we awaken and celebrate and develop all eight, then we have the greater likelihood of an abundant life because we have success academically and success with hobbies and with life and with free time and with people, right? And I think that that's what we were created for. I love to tell children, even though school is really, really important, you weren't created for school. You were created for life. So those of you who are raising children and maybe you're concerned about their academic pursuit and their, their lack of an A in algebra or whatever, please, and, and they should earn an A if they're capable of that. Oh my goodness. But please understand that school ends. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Was that good for me to add to, and for anyone in the room? You know, and, but life continues. So word smart. We think with words. By the way, the way that we're smart has a lot to do with how we misbehave. If we're not careful, those of us who are word smart, we can gossip, tease, name call, impress with our vocabulary, and always need to have the last word. Did I just describe anyone you know? (laughs) So this is why we at Celebrate Kids are fans of teaching children character. Diligence, perseverance, self-respect, respect for others, other centeredness, self-control. Because seriously, you guys, as a chatty Kathy... Oh, and and I still, if I'm not careful, can overwhelm people with all of my ideas and all of my words. And I have to learn to listen and respect that not everyone cares about the things I care about. Right? Right. (laughs) Shoot. But it's true. It's just true. So 
um, intelligences can be awakened. Word smart's number one. Number two is logic smart. And those of us who are logic smart, remember, all of us have all eight. Those of us who are logic smart, we tend to like math. How many of you enjoy math? Are good at math? Math does make sense. Not all of you agree with me. But math does make sense. What is two plus two? Anywhere in the world you go, two plus two is four. I like that. What's 22 plus 22? 44. That is logical. By the way, the English language makes absolutely no sense. My last name is spelled K-O-C-H. We pronounce it Cook. (laughs) Quicksand is slow. (laughs) You guys with me? I was told you were very bright people. Boxing rings are square. When your alarm clock went off, it went on. And if you fill out a form, you fill it in. We don't need the letter C. It makes the S sound or the K sound. We have both of those. Now, maybe with the H to make the CH sound, but I'd rather have a 27th letter than the letter C. Like duck. Shouldn't it be pronounced duck duck There was a little girl outside. And she was making a noise and her mother said, what are you doing? And the little girl said, I'm brooming the porch for you. The mother said, what are you doing? I'm brooming the porch, mommy. What was she doing? Sweeping. You're very bright. See, they are. You were right. (laughs) The mother comes out to the porch. Little girl is sweeping. The mother uses the teachable moment. Oh, sweetheart, thank you so much. This is called sweeping. The little girl's eyes get really big. And she's like, mommy, if you brush with the brush and comb with the comb and mop with the mop and shovel with the shovel and rake with the rake, why don't you broom with the broom? The number four, F-O-U-R. The number 14, F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N. Spell 40. There is, how many of you agree there should be a U in 40? Could I please see your hands? That is absolutely ridiculous. Sometimes the things that are challenging for us are challenging for us because of how we're smart, not because we're stupid. I am very logic smart. My dad was an engineer. I have a, I have a brain for logic. Math and science come relatively easily to me. The English language makes no sense. Spelling slays me. I'm an author of six books, but I still find spelling challenging. Hey, by the way, children who are listening, I never say I cannot spell. That's a lie. There's a lot of words I can spell. And I never say spelling is hard. That's a lie. There's a lot of words that are easy. But what I say is that spelling doesn't come naturally to me. Because I want the rules to work. If there's supposed to be an E at the end of the word to make the vowel long, put it there. Could I have an amen? Amen. Is there anybody here who would like, (laughs) just, oh my goodness. But you don't let your weaknesses win. See, the gift that God chose to give me was a gift for ideas. And it would be wrong of me to not steward that and, and to share. So I'm not going to, you know, hunker down and go, well, spelling is kind of challenging. I'm not going to risk it. No, you teach your children to surround themselves with wisdom and a foundation of truth. So members of my staff proofread my work. I'm the founder and the president and the Ph.D., but I'll ask my assistant so occasionally to proofread my work because mistakes are easy. True? True. And that has nothing to do with stupid or smart. Usually. <laughs> that was a, I was testing you again. You're very alert. I appreciate it. 
this would be so stressful because I have to do this again at 11. So like no pressure, but if you guys don't like it, the 11 o'clock crowd, it's going to be bad. Um, so hang with me. So logic smart people tend to enjoy math. They tend to enjoy science. They think with questions. And if you have logic smart people in your world, they always ask more questions. How many of you know people like that? They're never satisfied. There's always more questions. Why, 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 why? Like if a cow eats green grass, how come milk is white? Some of you have never thought about that, but now you're thinking about it. See, questions are very powerful. I don't know where you are in your journey. I'm glad you're here. I came to faith in Christ uh, through questions. I was raised in church, went to church every time the doors were open, thought the church would save me. I figured out it wouldn't. And um, I asked a series of questions about why does God allow uh, good things to happen to bad people and bad things to happen to good people? And why do we call them stories? Cinderella is a story. If the Bible's true, why do we call it a story? And I remember asking somebody, why do we call um, Esther and David and Jeremiah and, and other men and women in the Bible, why do we call them characters? Cinderella is a character. Elsa is a character. These are men and women who lived in biblical times. Those are the kinds of questions I had. And, and, I'm, and I'm grateful that I had a pastor who would listen to my questions and led me on a journey that would cause me to now believe, as your pastor does, in the truth of the scripture and in the Lord Jesus. I'm very grateful. Um, the way that you're smart has a lot to do with how you land at truth. And questions are a significant way for those of us who are logic smart. We tend to enjoy math and science and get frustrated by the things that don't make sense. The world doesn't make sense. Our culture is chaotic and people are messy. Those of us who are logic smart can be stressed and anxious regularly. Because we, let me be really honest. How many of you are logic smart like me? Anybody want to admit it? Questions, math, science, you love it when things make sense. We can be angry quickly because we're not in charge. Any logic smart people want to agree with me? Those of us who are logic smart, how many of you know if you're logic smart, you can answer everybody's questions if they would just ask you? <laughs> like, I want to have a bumper sticker that says, just ask me. Now that's arrogant, that's pride, that's sin, let's name it that. But those of us who are logic smart, we are often very good at figuring, we can problem solve, but here's what logic smart people need to understand. People don't want to be treated like problems to be solved. And if you're a logic smart mom or dad, one of your strengths is to help your kids overcome difficulty, but they don't want to always feel like they're the problem. So again, the way that we're smart can be a positive thing relationally, or it can really be something that destroys. Well, I'm going to move on. Oh, by the way, the logic smart children. How many of you think you are raising a logic smart child or grandchild or something? If you say to a logic smart child, don't step over the line, <laughs> they're like, on the line isn't over the line. I looked it up in a dictionary. And I know for a fact, this is called straddling a line. I am not over, I am straddling. If my dad yells, I'm just going to say, look at my feet. <laughs> oh, obedience is right. And I say that to all the adults listening to me too. Because those of us who are logic smart, how many of you agree with me that we can cheat the system? Yeah, you don't want to raise your hand now. I mean, we can, <laughs> we can find a way. That's, that's one of the reasons I, I, I really value the word of God. Because it is my boundaries and my foundation. Well, let me tell you that logic smart is another school smart. That's why I listed second. 
Word and logic, thinking with words and answering questions are a big part of school. Science and math are important academic disciplines. But the other six, oh, they enrich life and they're also relevant for school. Number three is picture smart. And those of you who are picture smart, you don't really care for words or questions so much as you think with your eyes in pictures. How many of you, when I said step over the line, actually pictured a line? Did any of you? Right. Or if the, if the pastor is teaching and does he create visuals in your mind and you can see it? Those of you who are picture smart, you create pictures on paper and in your mind. And that is your um, lack of attention is the little picture that you're drawing. You maybe liked history when you were a kid because you saw it come alive in your eye. You like to read fiction. How many of you read a book and then you went to go see the movie and you didn't like the movie because the main character looked nothing like the one that you created when you read the book? Yeah, I don't have that problem because I don't read fiction. Because I'm not very picture smart. That's the other reason spelling isn't easy for me. Because I don't remember what the word looked like the last time I saw it. So spelling is a challenge for me because of how I am smart, logic, and how I am not smart, picture. If you can determine how you and your children, grandchildren, and colleagues are smart and aren't as smart, we have all eight, but it would be prideful to think that you have all eight equal brilliant, like I'm brilliant, I'm sure you are, but really... There's a hierarchy, probably top four, bottom four, or top six, and two that you probably don't use as much. You can use them, but you don't need to use them as much, so they haven't developed and they're a little bit weaker. Is that making sense to you? All right, now the logic smart people find truth through questions. Picture smart people find truth because often people show them things. If you're picture smart, God might actually show you something. Don't deny that. That's how God knows you. That's how he's going to work in your mind. The fourth one is music smart. Oh, the talent up on stage. Did y'all, whoa. How many of you were drumming along with the drummer? Could I just see your hands? Because did you notice me up here? I went to Purdue University to march in the band. I got a couple of degrees on the side. That's a true story. Um, I come from a very musical family. I used to play about 20, 20 instruments. Music is no longer essential in my life for an ability but it's still a high interest and it's still the way that I spend my time and often spend my money if you were drumming along or how many of you were toe tapping or be bopping with the music that's the music smart part of you this is what can keep some kids in school and it can also get into trouble because we're like how many do you want me to stop right about now now How many of you know that if you come up and you put your hand on that kid's hand? (laughs) Right? Or the pen will click? Because the way that we were created by our loving Father God is going to come out. And and so we think with rhythms and melodies when we're music smart. And we make music when we're excited. How many of you have children who hum and they don't know they're humming? You know, or maybe you hum. You're the father husband and you're humming and your wife is like, would you stop that please? What? You're humming again. No, I'm not. No, you really are. No, I'm not. You are. You're not. Record it on your phone. Maybe then he'll believe you. Ooh, does that sound a little bit evil, tricky? I don't know. Erase it if you don't like that idea. 
That was a picture smart. How many of you just took the eraser and just erased those thoughts out of your head? All right, so words smart, we think with words. Logic smart, we think with questions. Picture smart, we think with pictures in our eyes. We doodle and draw and add to the pictures when we're excited. And music smart, we think with rhythms and melodies, and we make music when we're excited. Worship is important to us. Music on our devices is important to us. I'm actually really concerned about young people today, some of whom idolize music and idolize musicians and always have pods in their ears. That's actually really dangerous. Quiet is essential to restore the soul. Quiet is essential for the aha ideas to rise to the surface. And so if you're raising young people and they appear to be very music smart, and they, they, many of them are, because of the tings and the bings and the ringtones and the websites and the video games and all that they go to that's musically driven. But oh my goodness, it needs to be done in balance. Yes, always in balance. So rather than, you know, you can't, you can't get the kid to stop this necessarily. To those of you who are listening, and thank you for listening to me. If you're listening kind of with parenting or grandparenting or teaching in mind, it's not how do I get them to stop that obnoxious behavior. It's how do I get them to redirect all that energy to something that's less offensive. Does that make sense to you? So I've taught kids to thumb their thigh. Just do it down here. And I say to children, I know it doesn't make any noise. And I know it's not as satisfying. But it's not about you being happy all the time. Hello. We live, learn, work, and love in community. And the community starts in the family. So helping children learn how to live and love and work and learn in a family without killing each other, it's vital. So we say to our son, Dave, you can't do it here because your sister can't concentrate and you're giving your mother a headache. So do it down here. I had a child once say, hey, lady, I sit like this a lot in school. Why can't I do it up here? You know why? Because if there's a music smart child behind you, she's making up a song to your beat. And if there's a picture smart kid across the aisle, she's distracted by what she sees. Do it down here. Because you know why? We're supposed to honor one another. And love well. And that means that we can't allow our strengths to get in the way of relational health and wholeness and wellness. All right. How many of you have learned something valuable? Have you? I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's been enjoyable as well. So words when we think with words. Logic we think with questions. Picture we think with our eyes and pictures. Music we think with rhythms and melodies. And the next one is body smart. And you know who the body smart children are. Body smart children and body smart adults think with their whole body. They think by movement and touch. They get your attention by touching you. And you can get their attention by touching them. When I taught second graders in Lafayette, Indiana, I had children who would pet me to get my attention. Anybody know people like that? They would come up to me, Miss Cook, Miss Cook. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I like you, but I don't like that. And I had to develop a system where they knew how to get my attention without touching me. But I look back on that now, and I'm very convinced that they were kinesthetic, um, touch-and-feel learners, probably body-smart kids who have a high need to touch. Do you have have any children that put everything in their mouth? Um, Oh, my goodness. Scary thought. Um, Because, well, I don't need to go there. But mm -mm -mm. Um, body-smart people can be athletic. 
Like they can be the ones that shoot left-handed and right-handed layups, even though they're right-handed. Or they kick the soccer ball through the goal with both the left and the right leg, which is fabulous. Body-smart kids might be the drummers and the trombone players, because they can feel the slide and how far out to go, versus the flute player that has less of a body a smart piece to it. Body smart kids and adults might be actors where they can make their whole body look angry even though they're not even angry. They, they might be um, uh, dancers. Um, by the way, when I was young, I thought I was too tall. I was kind of clumsy and tripped over things that weren't even there. And I came home and I said to my mom, I don't want to be tall anymore. I'm so grateful she didn't say, well, get over it. You're going to be tall. Like, look at us. Um, She heard my heart cry. The best thing you can ever do for a child is to hear the heart behind the words. Mommy, I don't want to be tall anymore. And she told my dad, her husband, that night, we have a daughter with a perceived problem that can't be changed. She's going to be tall. What are we going to do? They enrolled me in tap dance class. This is the proof. It's called the shuffle ball change step. And I got to be the center of the back row, a position of high honor that only the tallest girl was allowed to have. And I went from being too tall to being cool tall. And now you can all see me. In fact, I can come down here. Can you still see me? God knew what he was doing when he chose in his love to make me me. And God knew what he was doing when he chose in his love to make you you. When I taught second graders, I could hang things from the ceiling without using a ladder. I was very popular because other teachers would borrow me rather than dragging the ladder down the hall. <laughs> I've been to 30 countries. My first flight over the ocean was to Asia. Can you picture me on an airplane going to Asia? I was really tall. I got all their suitcases up and down for them. We are who we are supposed to be. I had a kid. I I, I love to tell children my story, and I I love to encourage them to live long and be strong and find out why you are the who you are. When I was your age, I I didn't get it. And I had a a young boy, six or seven-year-old kid, come up to me at the end of a school program and he says, hey, hey lady, I don't think you're too tall. I think you're cool tall. I, I, I love thinking about us as God thinks about us. Wonderfully and fearfully made, as your pastor said. That's from Psalm 139, verse 14. Well, body smart kids, they move, shake, rattle, and roll. And you know them because sitting still is so hard. Get them a rocking chair and a beanbag chair. And clipboards and fuzzy things to touch so they don't touch you. <laughs> Silk and corduroy. I mean, go to Hobby Lobby and get some, some fun stuff. And if they're self-controlled, they can use it even in church. And it might be a blessing or it might be a curse. I don't know. They always work together. I'm teaching them like they're standalone because I have to, but the intelligences always work together. So if you are body smart, music smart, you might really be a drummer. If you're body smart, logic smart, maybe you become an engineer who's able to figure certain things out because of the movement and the touch along with the questions and answers parts of your brain. You could be a a music smart, logic smart, sound engineer like the guys in the back of the room who know what volume to have my mic at so that I don't scare you. It's really a good talent to have. Appreciate you guys. Under, uh, you know, you don't want to be noticed, but I appreciate you. You're very kind. Nature smart is number six. 
The guy who figured this out, by the way, is a guy named Dr. Howard Gardner. He's at Harvard University. He was a psychologist. And back in the early 70s, he's the one who researched the brain and figured out that these are not talents and interests and abilities, but they're actually intelligences. And if you want to know more about that, uh, feel free to ask me if there's time and I'll be happy to tell you. But um, the nature smart intelligence is the last one that he kind of labeled as a smart about 15 years ago. And uh, those of us who are nature smart, we would rather be outdoors than indoors. And we think with patterns. That's how we know it's not a blue jay or a blue bird. We know where the blue goes on the wing or the body of the bird. If you're nature smart, you know that that's an elm tree or that's an oak tree. If you're nature smart, you have an ability to know that the rain is coming. How many of you have that ability? I'm not because you go to the meteorologist on the web, but you actually feel it in the air or you see it in the clouds and you've determined that. Nature smart kids, by the way, do sciences like earth science, biology, meteorology, and oceanography, and may not do as well with sciences like physics, chemistry, and general science. If you have a nature smart child and there's a history assignment and he or she gets to choose a person to study, let her choose an explorer and not a politician. Does that make sense to you? The politician might be chosen by a word smart, logic smart child, but an, a, a nature smart kid might want to study and explore. By the way, I have one brother. My brother Dave is a faculty member at Emory University. He's a clinical chemist. If you Google his name, you'll, it'll pop up. He's world-renowned for a particular thing he's invented. He lobbies Congress four times a year on our behalf for pharmaceutical expenses and the insurance industry, which is terribly broken, as you know. My brother Dave became a chemist because when he was 10 years old, Grandma and Grandpa Meyer gave him a chemistry set. It's a true story. My mom and dad were imperfect but very good parents, and they allowed my brother to make messes at the kitchen table as he discovered how different things interacted and worked. He went on to Purdue University and earned an undergraduate and a PhD in clinical chemistry, a postdoctorate in clinical chemistry, and he's now a professor at Emory University and the past president of the International Association of Clinical Chemists because our parents valued education and grandma and grandpa bought them a chemistry set. The way you love your children, the way you love your grandchildren, the way you love yourselves. Like, because I'm music smart, I spend money on season tickets or tickets to the symphony. You guys with me there? Love yourself. Know who you are. Know your uniqueness and celebrate that. And step up and stand out in ways that are healthy and, and, and good for you. So again, nature smart. The, nature smart kids, by the way, love to get dirty. They're actually not afraid of the dirt. Dirt comes to them. <laughs> you know it, right? You put them outside, don't get dirty, but they get dirty and they didn't move. That's like scary. Nature smart kids collect things, which is why when you do their laundry, check all their pockets because they're checking, they're, they're collecting the, the, the dead things and the live things and the leaves and the acorns and the rocks and they're trying to collect snow, but it melts and then they get so upset. I, I pray you don't have any more snow. Give, it's snowing again in like Wisconsin, which I, I used to live there. That's just disgusting. <laughs> People Smart's number six, seven. There's so much more I want to say, but I'm watching the clock, which is really, like your, your church has this big clock, so your pastor must have a lot of words in him. I can, I always know. I always know, Pastor. If the church has a digital clock in the back, sometimes I'm in the church and there's a digital clock embedded in the stand. <laughs> That's what I know too. Pastor's long-winded. Um, thanks for laughing. 
have any of you been encouraged this morning? That God did a good thing when he made you you. He really did. And it's very possible that there's something about you that you've denied. Maybe it was, I'm paralyzed. As an example, my mom and dad, you know, I was a chatty Cathy. No joke. I was a chatty Cathy. My parents did not raise me. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, shut up. Would you find something to do? I'm so sick of your talking. If they would have said that, I would not be here today. It's possible that some of you have had experiences recently or in the um, distant past where a part of your brain was paralyzed by someone who did not know what they were doing. I've got really good news. The brain can be reawakened. It is a muscle. So if you're listening to me saying, oh, Kathy, I don't have any of that. That's a lie. You have all the capacity for all eight. And if you're sitting there thinking, man, I wish I would have had Kathy's parents. Well, you didn't. But you have yourself and you have your family and the people who love you, I pray well. And you can ask that they might come alongside of you and help you discover who you could have been. My mom and dad enrolled me in children's theater when I was 10 and they said, go talk there a while. That's a true story. And it's where I learned to be on a stage and it's where I learned to project my voice. And it's where I learned how body language and your voice need to match. In the summer of my junior high years, I I read more books in the library summer program than any other kid. I have the books on my shelf at home with a little sticker inside. And now I'm a reader and an author of six. When I was a high school student, I joined the forensics team and gave speeches and earned ribbons. What am I doing today? Kind of giving a speech. No ribbon. That's okay. Don't expect one. But here's the point. Childhood matters. Childhood matters. Today, for you, no matter your age, today contributes to tomorrow. If you want tomorrow to be bright, live today brightly. And I would, I would, I would pray that you would want to believe that there is more ahead for you, no matter what has been in your past. You are word smart, logic smart, picture smart, music smart, body smart, nature smart, and people smart. Those of us who are people smart have an ability to read body language and respond appropriately. So if you are people smart, you can walk towards someone to ask them a favor, know they have no written all over their body and walk away. And that person says, may I help you? And you're like, no. (laughs) And they're like, I have time now. And you're like, I don't care because I want a yes and you have no written all over your body. How many of you wish you were married to this person? I tell single people, fall in love with someone who's people smart, who takes one look at you and buys you flowers. I mean, dream of it. People smart people think with other people and when they get excited, they talk to people. So word smart people don't need an audience. People smart people do. If you are like me, both people and word, you do talk all of the time. And if you live with other people, be careful because their ears will get full and they will stop listening and it's dangerous. Does that make sense to anybody? You don't want to really think your people stop listening, do you? It happens, I know. I've heard the stories. So people smart people think with other people. Those of us who are people smart, we get our joy from telling what we know. And we we enjoy interacting and networking and brainstorming. In fact, if you are on a committee at work and Four out of five people aren't people smart. You're going to have a really long meeting where no one talks. (laughs) People smart is such an important intelligence. We read body language well. Teach this to your children. I actually think it's the most important intelligence to awaken and develop in our kids today. I think it's more important than word and logic because school eventually will end. But people, people smart, we're the ones who know where to sit. Like talking to you beautiful women today when I came in, I knew I could approach you. You were, you were embracing, you were just there for me. 
Um, if you're people smart, you can, you know who is safe, you know who is for you. How many of you want that for the people you love? Where they can walk into a room and know, I can sit here and be, be safe. I can, I can go talk to these people and have a decent conversation. Because of texting and social media and, and so many other things that are a mess, it's harder for children to develop this intelligence. I think it's extremely important, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so people smart people get their joy from knowing what they know. How many of you think it might be one of your strengths? I'm just really curious. Would you, be, would you just honor me? People smart, one of your strengths? All right, now the next one is self-smart. Self-smart people, it's the exact opposite. All of us have all eight. Those of us who are self-smart, we think deeply inside of ourselves. Those of us who are self-smart, we need quiet, Peace, privacy, and space. Someone's laughing. Is that you? The people smart people are all about, can I tell you what I know? It's amazing. Get ready. And the self smart people are like, I know something really amazing. Leave me alone. (laughs) Self smart people get their joy from knowing what they know. One of the negatives can be that you have great insights that you never share, that would have blessed your family, your church, your community, the culture where you work. Self-smart people, though, think deeply inside of themselves. Self-help, self-smart people, we know what we know, what we know, what we know. And therefore, we can be very dangerous because we might know a lie. Does that make sense to anybody in the room? You had to go with me there. Self-smart people have a hard time making decisions because for the self-smart people in the room, how many of you know what I'm talking about? It just has to feel right. How many of you think you're self-smart by what I'm saying? Peace, quiet, privacy, deep internal thoughts. So if you say to a self-smart child, go choose a piece of paper from the cupboard, the self-smart child goes and stands in front of the pretty colored paper and this is what goes on in her mind. Well, I can't choose yellow. I'm not happy enough for yellow. I'm not mad enough for black, and I'm not happy enough for yellow. I'm not choosing orange. That's a pumpkin color. I don't even know why mom has it here. And then she has white paper. I don't even think white is a color. I think white is the absence of color. I don't even know why mommy has it in the cupboard. I could choose blue, but I chose blue yesterday. I don't want to choose it two days in a row. I could choose green, but my brother chose it. I don't like him today, so I can't choose green. You know, I'm thinking that I could choose purple. I wish it was lavender. I like lavender better than purple. But if I had to choose, I think it would be purple. But I wish it was lavender. I wonder if when you're coloring with your fingers, if you had purple on one hand and white on one and you made a mush, would you make lavender? Like is lavender purple plus white or is lavender? I just wonder what lavender is. I like lavender in my mouth, the way it sounds, lavender. I like it. I wish she had lavender paper. How many of you are raising that child? Are any of you married to this person? Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Just choose. I don't know where I want to go. Are you hungry? Yes. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Try verbal multiple choice. Italian, Mexican-American. Okay, Italian. Okay, Olive Garden, Joe's Pizza. Yeah, because self-smart people, no joke. It's really, really hard. How many of you think it's one of your strengths, though? Self-smart, quiet, peace, privacy, and space. Do any of you have both of them, people and self, in your top four? Anybody think, I know I'm going kind of fast today, but if you have a lot of people-smart brain cells and you crave people and a lot of self-smart brain cells and you crave quiet... We think you're nuts. (laughs) Have any of you ever been told you need counseling? (laughs) Like therapy would be good for you? 
I, I mean, I don't know any of you, so I, I can say that and fly home today. Um, but it's really possible that if you have a lot of self and a lot of people, we don't know who you are when you show up for church. So today, the people smart part of you was most alive, and you came in and you sat down, but then you stood up and you met some people you had never met, and you had a really good time, and you said to someone, you look really happy today, how come you're so happy? And then you come back next week because it's kind of the thing you do on Sundays, so proud of you. But the self-smart part of you is most awake because you heard something on the radio or somebody said something to you and you're in a deep, soul-searching, quiet kind of space. So you come in and you sit down and someone has the nerve to come up to you and say, are you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Five minutes later, they come back. We're better friends than that. You can tell me the truth. Is everything okay? And you're screaming inside. If you'd leave me alone, it would be Okay. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Because either that's you or you're married to that. Or that might be your child. Let me say, um, and thank you so much for listening to me. I don't ever share with young children that potential internal confusion. But I do with children who are maybe 12 and older. I have wept with some of them who already think they're bipolar because they went to google.com. Dangerous. Bipolar is real. Don't get off your meds. But it's possible that yourself and your people. And it's a beautiful combination. Because the self-smart part of you knows what you know what you know. And the people-smart part of you is able to share what you know. So you're a blessing to the community, the church, the family, and the culture. But it can be internally so confusing. And that's why I'm here to maybe give you language to help you understand why you are the who you are. I wonder why your creator chose for you to have the unique combination that you have. I'm assuming some of you can now look back and see how you were directed to your career, how you were directed to the love of your life. So, by the way, if you're married, some of you married the exact opposite because when you were dating, it was really refreshing. And then you got married... I hear it all the time. Like you're dating someone who's nature smart, so you go to the botanical garden and you had never been there before. I tell young people all the time, don't fall in love with doing stuff. And don't fall in love with love. Fall in love with the person. Otherwise it might not last. That would be a whole other talk. I'd have to be invited back to share that. <laughs> Wasn't that clever of me to just throw that out there? <laughs> you heard that? I like your people. Um, word smart, we think with words. Logic smart, we think with questions. Picture smart, we think in our eye, with our eyes in pictures. Music smart, we think with rhythms and melodies. Body smart, we think with movement and touch. Nature smart, we think with patterns. People smart, we think with other people. And people self smart, we think deeply inside of ourselves. You have been creatively, uniquely, wonderfully made to do good work. And I pray that this message might help you believe that and discover more about what your good work is. Thank you so much for listening to me. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Well, I know all of us really want to raise the best kind of kids, and education obviously is a huge part of that, but 
to me, when I heard Kathy speak, I thought, wow, there's so many things I'd never heard before that really explain why I am who I am, uh, help me understand uh, some of my kids and sometimes the ones who talk to themselves in the shower, which went with a couple of things you talked about, which is very, very helpful. So if, if this is maybe the first time you've gotten access to these eight smarts and you'd like to dig a little bit deeper, uh, Kathy has a book table set out out in the rear atrium by right across from our large, tall fireplace. She has her great eight smarts, if you want to go into some more detail on that. She also has a new book called Start With the Heart, How to Mo- Motivate Your Kids to Be Compassionate, Responsible, and Brave Even When You're Not Around. What's the difference between instilling values in your kids and hearing their heart versus just managing outward behavior? How do you do that? And then if you're concerned about technology and how technology is shaping our kids, the need for space, the need for parameters, uh, she's got a, a book out there called Screens and Teens. So if that can be helpful for you, connecting with our kids in a wireless world. So we know parenting is always challenging, as always has been. It's particularly challenging in the society we live in today. So if any of these books can be helpful for you, you can grab those on the way out. Let me pray for you. And again, I appreciate you showing up today in your journey. Father, thank you for the reminder of just how diverse we are in this room. Just how unique we are in this room. God, you said we are living stones and that each stone is shaped differently with unique um, signature pieces that come from the water that washed over us in the creek bed and from the creation of us where we broke off from our parents. And Father, we ask that you would show each person here how they can discover what it means to be a living stone, a, a unique vessel with a purpose, and to accomplish that purpose, to build into that purpose, and show us how to do that with those around us as well, how to celebrate diversity, and also how to embrace our individuality. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you next week.